thank you for calling Everything Insurance, where we do the shopping for you. Or visit us online at everythinginsure.com. For Spanish, please press 1. For a quote, press 2. Customer service, press 3. Kimiko Donahue, press 4. Everything Insurance, this is Kimmy. How can I help you? Kimmy, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, how's it going? Good, how you doing? Good. You want to record a podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah. You got a few minutes? Yeah. Um, so you want to talk some insurance and fun stuff? Yeah, that'll be good. All right. You know, I have to, I have to admit, I don't know very much about you. And okay. I've, I've, I've kind of seen your name pop up on the fringes over the course of a couple of years and, and I and kind of, you know, followed the agency a little bit, but I really have, I mean, basically anybody with a name that I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce correctly intimidates me slightly. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's that, why I go by Kimmy. Makes it easier. Well, you never, you never want to take those wild guesses, you know, it's like, oh, maybe there's an abbreviation in there. Um, <laughs> there's nothing, more, I mean, cause I have a last name that gets butchered pretty, pretty frequently, but, um, I mean, so tell me, I mean, just like, honestly, like what is going on with you and like, what is like your kind of history with insurance? Uh, let's see. Well, of course, I fell into it just like any one of us in insurance. Um, it was about almost 11 years ago. Um, I was six months pregnant with my kid at the time, just finishing up college, and uh, got hired on by my parents' insurance agent to do admin and just kind of grew from there. I was a, an American family agent for a few years, played that the captive game, and then uh, took a corporate position with, Farm Bureau, so I played the leadership role for a little while, hated okay. um, corporate, and then opened my business with Everything Insurance about a year and a half ago. Oh, so that's pretty fresh then. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. 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 I've been doing this for a, a long time, but this particular business is only a year and a half old. Okay. What, um, what got you to take the leap? Um, I was sitting in my office, and one of the other managers came in and looked at me and was like, why are you here? <laughs> and I looked at him and I'm like, well, you know, I wanted to get more experience with leadership and it's a good resume builder. And he said, you know, why, why do you need a resume when we all know you're going to end up working for yourself? And your answer was? Goodbye. <laughs> long... Yeah, I literally put in my two weeks right after that. It happened pretty quickly. I mean, was it always in the, were you were like kind of planning like behind the scenes, like just, you know, kind of have like a little, Maybe like a, a little bit, but you know, I was really curious, you know, with the corporate role, what, what that looks like and yeah. you know, where that might go. But yeah, there's a glass ceiling there, of course. And, uh, that's what made me take the leap. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I mean, finishing college, having a kid, getting into insurance, that's, um, that's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot. A lot of happened stuff. at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming everything, all of that worked out. The college was graduated. The kid still still a kid. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, and you're still in still insurance. Still in insurance. So three for exactly. Three. Yeah. Pretty good, right? Yeah. All right. Um, so I mean, what what did you want to do at the agency that you weren't doing, like in the in the corporate world? Like what like what was it like, man? Like this is what I need to do in insurance. Uh, more just learning how to manage a team. Like so, my role at that company was to uh, recruit, develop, um, you know, new agents, and that's basically what I'm doing now with the agency. So, yeah. really, that that experience did, in fact, help me with you know recruiting and 
basically wrangling everyone up. Yeah. Um, so how long, I mean, cause you got a, you got a pretty, I mean, for only being a year and a half in, you got a pretty decent sized team. Was that something that you felt would be kind of vital to what you were going to, going to want to do? Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, again, with my re- recruiting experience in the other company, I just started talking to people about what I'm doing and that, you know, really appealed to a lot of people. One of the other reasons I went into independent agency was because I am a mom, you know, in a corporate job, I was doing a lot of travel to different sales conferences and things and never got to see her. And, you know, as a business owner, while we might not have more time, we can be more flexible with it. So, um, with, yeah, exactly. So that was actually really appealing to a lot of other moms that I knew. So, you know, half the team are actually moms and, uh, it just started kind of growing from there. Um, all right. So I'm curious. So, you know, recruiting the talent, like what's the one thing that you look for? Like, what do you think is like one of the most underrated things that you kind of try to identify in, in somebody that you might want to bring in or that make that you think might make a good agent if they're not yeah. in the business? Um, I would say anybody that is, you know, loves to talk with people or has a really big social media influence, um, that helps them out a lot. But yeah. I also like to look for athletes in particular because I know yeah. that they're competitive yeah. and they're used to rejection or they're used to having to work hard to get somewhere. And they're not, well, they're used to getting yelled at too, probably, and verbally yeah, berated. Yeah. That is we not, don't yell. Yeah. <laughs> not acceptable in most other forms of society. So there's that. Exactly. Um, interesting. What, I mean, what are you focusing on in the agency? Like what's your, what's your kind of bread and butter? Um, well, hence the name, everything insurance, we focus on everything. Um, right now we do everything but health insurance. So we, well, we do some short term stuff, but not the major medical. I, I let the experts handle that. Sure. Um, but yeah, we've got a few producers that just do personal lines. We've got some that like to do commercial and I, myself, I, I do a little bit of everything still because we're still so new. So yeah, I'm the janitor too. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, the, there's, there's many of hats to be worn. What, what, exactly. um, where are you at as, in terms of, I'm, I'm curious, as far as, like you said, like it seems like you have been able to build a pretty decent team quickly. I'm just assuming, you know, it looks like what you got, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, like six or seven people in the agency. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, one CSR. Um, she's, she's in the office with me and everyone else is an independent contractor. So they're, they're doing just sales. Yeah. Um, we've got two that are full time and the rest of them are part time. I would say, you know, they do it when they can, or if they have a, another job, like some of them are waitresses. Mm-hmm. They'll do insurance on the side. Interesting. And you find that's a, that's a good way to kind of uh, subsidize their entrance into the industry, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I actually learned that too, from the prior company, a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of the captive companies are doing, they call like a reserve program where you kind of try out insurance, you know, evenings, nights, and weekends. And yeah. I offer that to them as well. And, you know, that way they can kind of dip their toe in and see if they even like it. Cause you don't you don't want them to to quit their job and uh, you know put themselves in a financial distress. Um, and I know that there's two ways to look at that. Some people say, well, if they're hungry, they're they're going to work harder. But I also understand that they're moms or or parents, and I don't I don't want to put someone in that situation. So I make sure that their bills are paid and they've got a good pipeline ready. Um, and then we do a consultation to decide if they're ready to come on full time or not. 
So actually the ones that are full-time with me right now yeah. uh, actually had insurance experience. So one has 12 years and the other one uh, has about uh, seven or so. Oh, okay. So, uh, so they I mean, were able to go full-time right away. Yeah, so I mean, um, then then that works both ways, right? They get to try insurance, but you also get to try them, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, are you, how far out are you, are you kind of, I'm curious about this because I don't think, I don't think agents or agencies look far enough ahead to when they need that next person. I'm, I'm guessing here, this might be, I might be way off base, but I feel like you, you are maybe further out, like you're planning, like you got your eye on the next person, maybe. Um, always. Yep. We're always headhunting, so to speak. And, and so are the, so is the team too. I said, you know, Hey, who do you like to work with? You know, who would yeah. you like to invite to do this too? Um, yeah. you know, we, we don't, I don't push recruiting because we're, we're not an MLM company or, you know, anything like that. I said, focus on your clients and your sales. But obviously, if they come across someone that they think would be a good fit, um, you know, we definitely talk to them. I mean, when you have an immaculate hand cream that everybody must try, it can be. Right? <laughs> the weight loss pill. Yeah. <laughs> there's certain things that just need to be had in America. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, because, I mean, I just, you hear it so often, right? I don't know if, you know, with agents that you frequent. Uh, you know, it's, it's, they wait until the position basically becomes a need, right? It's like, oh, so-and-so is leaving or, you know, but, but as opposed to being ahead of it and just having sort of a queue or yeah. you know, a pool of people to well, pick Well, always from. have a queue because, I mean, as you know, there, there's high turnover in insurance. Yeah. Um, and actually, fun fact is my CSR, um, I actually have had her resume for probably a good five years. So wow. I, she, I actually interviewed her back when I was an American family agent and, you know, things didn't work out at the time uh just because of you know her situation and and uh and mine but now it it all worked out yeah um that's interesting that's a long time i mean and then it lets <laughs> you kind of keep tabs and you know i think the other thing interesting is that you kind of can see you know you let basically the track record kind of play out right because i've always exactly. you know i want somebody to have already done it without somebody having to tell them to do it or you know you like you kind of you kind of see what they're ultimately made of, right? You want to have that mm -hmm. track record and you can kind of watch it play out from afar if you're, if, if you're thinking ahead, right? You know, exactly. Um, but you can always go back and kind of take a peek, but watching it kind of happen. Do you ever kind of, do you ever kind of step in like maybe with that, in that situation to where it's like you kind of poke the bear every couple months or something, just kind of keep in touch or is there anything that you did there to just stay? Yeah, in, in actually. The, in the so going back to athletes, you know, if there's somebody that is a prospective producer or CSR, uh, I try to go and do things with them, you know, that's not work related, like uh, yoga or go to the gym or a group fitness class or something like that. And just, you know, get into their network and, you know, you, you make friends out of it too, if anything. Yeah. But um, yeah, just stay in close with whatever it might be. So where are you at right now, as far as like the agent, like what, what like, where are, you, where are you struggling? What are the points that you're hitting a year and a half in? And you're thinking, man, I, it can't be this hard. Or like, what am I mi missing? Like, it, it, really, this is what I got to do? Like, where are those things that you're trying to kind of put together, those pieces that just maybe That's a good, good question. Um, I mean, I, I'm one of those people that there's always room for improvement. So I feel like everything's always, I wouldn't say broken, but it, everything can always be fixed. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest challenge is probably similar to everybody else of just keeping everybody motivated. Um, you know, nobody wants it more than you do as the business owner. Yeah. So it's just keeping everybody, uh, you know, sharp and, you know, wanting to do more. And I think the, the key to that is just finding out what, what actually motivates them. Cause for some people it's not money at all. It might be, 
you know, they want to travel or they uh, want to get their nails done or, you know, <laughs> things like that. It's, it's just finding out what, what drives them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from like a, like a marketing technology perspective, like what, like what, what are some of the things that you you got your eye on or you think maybe we're starting to figure this thing out or boy, we really should start to look at that thing. Is there anything that you either feel good about or I'm just like, where, where are you at in that regard? Um, I would say probably the lead follow-ups. Um, I, I, finally invested in a, you know, an automation system where we stay in contact with our current clients, you know, since we're a year and a half in, so we're starting to hit everybody's renewals. So we're, you know, staying in front of them, but also, you know, we need to stay on top of the quoted not sold or, um, you know, just any prospects that we can put into our pipeline. So uh, that's also getting our producers on board with that of, you know, staying on top of the people that you haven't closed. Are you, uh, what, 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 uh, what program did you go with? What are you using? Um, it's actually one that is uh, through my um, cluster that I'm a part of. Okay. Um, so they have something through theirs. I, it's really similar to Active Campaign, is Got what it. it looks like. It looks okay. like the uh, yep. the flow of it looks really similar, but they have their templates and basically do all the designing for me. So it to me it was worth the money because I don't have the time to <laughs> as creative as I am, I just I don't have the time to create the templates and get everything set up. So that's really nice that they do that. And then I'm looking at a um just a more user friendly uh not CRM but a lead follow up system. We have a really robust CRM system. We use Applied Epic. Um, but that thing is a beast to try to teach, you know, to producers. Yeah. So I'm trying to find something that's simple that they can just log in on their phone and it pops up when they need to um, look at that. And a couple people have suggested things like pipe drive, um, things like that. So I'm I'm looking at that. I've heard a lot of good things from pipe drive from the folks that used it. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I've never personally used it, but... Um... Yeah, that's always that's always good stuff to you know figure out yeah. ways to to stay. For. So that's that's crazy though. Like you're probably, I mean, you you've been in the insurance game long enough. But what, is there anything that has surprised you driving the bus sort of thing with you know that you know coming around full cycle on the renewals now and getting into year two and you know looking at, at year three of of just that overall maintaining renewing the business that it's like oh wait wow this is crazy. Yeah, I would say it's much different. You get really spoiled as a captive agent because the company gives you everything that you need. You know, they yeah. they give you the systems that are already tried and proven. Uh, as an independent agent, you got to figure it out on your own. So there's definitely extra time that's put into that, and it was definitely a wake up call to go, oh yeah, we need to we need to put these processes in place because it's up to us to do that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Like, is because it seems like we're seeing a shift from a lot of the big, you know, captive agent or, you know, companies to where, you know, they might be reconsidering, we'll say, um, mm-hmm. that direction. Like what, like, what do you, like having spent time in both worlds, um, you know, it seems like either one, you start there and then you eventually make your way into the independent, or it, it seems like even just globally, we might see a pretty decent flood of, of captive agents coming into the independent market. Like, like, do you think they're, do you think one it's, it's, it's the, obviously you're, you're in it. So it's, you know, you, uh, you know, we obviously think being captive is, is a little 
you, you're kind of a one-trick pony, but do you think there'll be a big struggle with the, the, the captives that are coming into it? Like, what's the one thing if you said, hey, captive agent, this is the one thing you need to be aware of be, be coming into, you know, being an independent agent? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, um, you know, expect to put a lot of time into learning the different carriers. Um, obviously, you know, coming from a captive world, you already know insurance, you know, you know how to quote, you know how to talk to customers. That's, you know, all fine and dandy, but learning the all the new systems, um, because there's so many different ones. I think, you know, some people might jump into it thinking, oh, I'll catch on really quickly. Um, but because there's so many options, you're constantly learning. I'm, I probably have some carriers now that I still have never, you know, seen all of the things in the quoting system that I need to know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's oh. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so let me, I'm, I'm curious, since you are somewhat fresh, you know, with, you know, the, the captive eyes, like, is there something you, you see like, man, like eh, independence, this doesn't, you know, you know, coming into the space, this doesn't make sense that we could streamline a little bit more. Is there anything that you've tried to pull over from the captive workflow process thing that you think might be easily kind of overlaid or applied to, you know, multiple companies? Um, that's a good question. I, I would say maybe just what I've learned from my experience, regardless of whether it was captive or independent. And the big thing is just having systems for everything. Yeah. And again, yeah, as a captive agent, you're spoiled because it's, they basically give you, here's your system and yeah. here's how it works and plug it in and go. Um, and, and, you know, just having that same follow-up process as an independent agent, you just got to set it up yourself, but I kind of follow the same template, so to speak. Well, I mean, even like, I'm just going to take a guess here, but even just like the, like the selling process of, of, you know, working around, Hey, I, I only have one company and that, you know, that's oftentimes, you know, just percentage wise, not, not likely to maybe work or be the best mm -hmm. price cover, whatever, right. There's going to be things that you had to get around. So taking that approach to being now having, you know, multiple companies, like just even just from a sales perspective of of being able to sell completely different. Right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because even as an independent agent, and I tell the producers this all the time, we're not always going to be the cheapest either, and that's yeah. not what we're going for. It's We give you options. Um, you know, we don't, you know, and we might save you money, uh, but more of, you know, we want to make sure we look at everything, make sure you have enough coverage, and then, you know, go from there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, like, what do you, what do you I'm, I'm curious, like, it seems like you're sort of kind of active in like paying attention to what's going on in the space, you know, part of like, you know, just everything, you know, all the, all the conversations and things in the industry. Um, like, what are you most excited about? Like, where, like, what are you looking to and thinking, yeah, we need to get there. Like that's, that's something I'm pretty excited to kind of implement in the agency or just, I want a Raider for commercial business. Uh, <laughs> I know uh, that's coming, uh, but yeah. that, that would make, yeah, a lot of agents lives easier. <laughs> have you, um, have you looked at, uh, cover wallet? Uh, no. You should check and if I, I might've heard about it. So that's how I knew it. Something's coming, but yeah. Yeah. yeah they've got a pretty decent that. platform, uh, to, to quote at least, you know, small to, to mid-sized stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, again, you know, but uh, yeah, there's certainly, there, like you said, it's coming. Um, yeah. What, uh, do you, where you can just fill out an accord form and just send it out or, or whatever, you know, application they use at the time. Just click a button and it gets sent out to all your carriers and even wholesalers. I know that's especially any agent in the commercial world. Um, you know, you you might have your direct appointments, or if you're yeah. a brand new captive agent going into independent, um, 
and you can't get access to some of those companies, you're going to use wholesalers a lot. Yeah. And yeah, you got to do a lot of paperwork with those guys. Um, are you looking to focus on a couple different like commercial lines? Is there anything that's catching your attention lately? Um, well, we get all kinds of stuff, anything from motorcycle shops to, uh, dance studios. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of yeah. things recently. Um, I, I really like working with the contractors. Yeah. Um, just cause I know a little bit about some of their businesses and, um, you know, it's services that we can, we can use as well and, and help their marketing. Um, now you guys are just in Arizona. You're out in Arizona. Do you do other states or? I do other states. So we're based out of Tucson, Arizona, but we're also licensed in New Mexico and Texas. Okay. And like, maybe some other states later, but <laughs> we're starting with those for now. It's like, was there like a big overarching goal outside of like, you know, American family just said, yo, you're too good for us. Get out of here. Like, was there sort of, sort of like, uh, I want to be here sort of thing. Or like, I, I, you know, if my agency could do this one day or if we could be that for something like, was there, was there ever sort of like this bigger goal? Like where do you, where do you want to take it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I would love to, you know, have different offices and different States if possible. Sure. Um, you know, which is why we're, we're testing it out now in Texas. Um, basically my, I have a producer that's out of Texas and he, um, he's actually in a band, so he comes to Arizona quite a bit to do uh, to do gigs, and so he passes through New Mexico, and it was kind of funny because I'm already licensed in New Mexico because mm-hmm. I'm there maybe twice twice a year or so, so it just kind of worked out that way. We're gonna start our presence in Texas, and and once we get that system and branding down, then we can start doing it in other states. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah. What else? I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I feel like I haven't quite got to, I want to like, the, the, like, where's the biggest struggle? Like, what's the thing like that, that you feel is, is just, just escaping you. I feel like I haven't quite gotten to that. Give me, I feel like you're holding out on me. I, I guess like going back to just keeping people motivated, yeah. um, you know, just keeping everyone on the same page as you. I think as any business owner can probably relate to this, even outside of the insurance industry is just keeping your employees or your contractors, uh, hungry. I'm happy. Well, yeah. Now, well, I guess I do want to maybe go back to this and this kind of speaks to that is you were kind of mentioned about having, having a pipeline for how much responsibility do you feel is yours to at least keep, some sort of level of activity for the people you bring into the agency versus them creating their own? Like, what do you think is a healthy expectation? Well, I'm one of those, I'm one of those leaders that I'm, I'm really maybe nicer than I should be, but I go out of my way to help people to help them gain momentum. Um, I know cause I've seen some leadership where they just kind of throw people to the wolves and hope they figure it out. And, you know, that, may, that might work for some people, but I, I like to spend the time with, with somebody to figure out, okay, what, what makes them tick? Um, you know, because I, for example, I have one producer that when she came on board, she told me, I'm, I'm really not good at sales. Yeah. Um, you know, and I said, but that's okay. You are awesome with people. She uh, right. came from the hospitality industry. Um, and I said, you, you know, let me tell you a secret. You could be the worst salesperson in the world, but if you talk to enough people, you're going to sell something. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's how I started. I, I was not good at sales 
at all when I first started this, but I just talked to so many darn people that I started closing applications. And, you know, I, I think even, even when I was a captive agent and people would ask me, you know, how are you putting up so many apps? And I said, you know, I just, I just get a lot of referrals. And that just came from, you know, literally doing drop bys and saying hi to people and introducing myself. If you had to point to one thing, like, like, if, if you could only do one thing to generate business, what, what would that one thing be for you? Creating uh, referral partners. Hmm. Are, I, I think that's a big one. Who are your, like, like we're talking mortgage guys? Like, is there other sources? Yeah, or? mortgages, realtors, property managers. Uh, you know, for some people, they like to do the car dealerships. We used to do that. We, yeah. We've kind of strayed from that a little bit just because of the service work that comes with that type of business. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, definitely with new producers, I have them start with that because it's pretty easy, easy sales. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing, you know, I ask everybody and it's just, you know, people want to overthink it, you know, uh, especially on the personal lines, home and auto side of things. But, you know, it, it, it kind of is, I don't want to say as simple, but I mean, you know, if you put a, a heavy focus on those people, um, that goes a long way to solving some problems, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this might be a little bit this might be a little bit dark. I don't know if I want to take this there, but I mean in the event that I mean we've had a pretty good economy, things might be on the horizon of like melting again in some capacity. Like what do you think that is gonna what kind of impact we're gonna have there on the real estate mortgage broker kind of market? Like how is that gonna impact that process? Well, have you thought that far depends. ahead? I don't want to Yeah, do yeah. And really it depends on who your referral partners are. You yeah. if you go after the ones that are heavy producers even if there's a dip in the market, they're still going to be producing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any heavy, you ask any other heavy hitter in any kind of sales position, they, the economy doesn't make any difference to them because they're, they're going to do what they're going to do regardless of, you know, the outside influences. I'd certainly like that mentality. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. Uh, is there, so do you have a certain like sort of uh, threshold, like, qualification that you look for for somebody that you know that that is that heavy producer or whatever is there like building those relationships sniffing those guys out um really no i just i just go after anybody that you know maybe does business similarly to me um you know because i'm working to have similar kinds of uh, clients um you know and and if i do know that there's a a big team or somebody that i know you know is a high producer um the the best way to get into a new market is to ask people that know them. Um, you know, find a mutual friend or a mutual connection and say, "Hey, can you make this connection for me?" Or, um, you know, can you introduce me to so and so? Makes it a lot easier. It's kind of a more of a warm handoff than just walking in saying, "Hey, I do insurance. Send me stuff." It doesn't work, Timmy. It doesn't work. I mean, it actually does in some cases. <laughs> Good luck. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, with the referral partners, um, have you found like a magic number that like, hey man, once I hit this threshold, then things really took off? Um, I guess I don't understand that question. Do you mean like how many referrals that they've sent over or? Uh, well, I mean either number of referrals from a, a single source or a, a num- like the total number of referral sources referral partners that you were able to kind of solidify a, a pretty active relationship with? Did you notice like, man, we got 10, like once we got 10 great partners, things really went, or it was 15, you know, if there was a certain sort of threshold to where you felt, oh man, we've got a steady 
steady flow. And maybe again, a year and a half in, maybe you don't feel like you're there yet, but is there, is yeah, there... yeah, we're definitely not, not there yet, but I would say you start noticing, you know, which partners send you, you know, send you things. Um, I've got, you know, a few that they say, no, all we use is you. And you definitely see the, yeah. the proof is in the numbers. You know, you'll, you'll get a few referrals from them a day, you know, depending on how high of producers they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you see, I think for any agent, if you see something consistent, at least one a week from a referral partner, I think you're, you're in a pretty good spot. That's good. Um, so a couple more questions and then I'll let you get back to your life. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm curious being, being so fresh and, you know, is there something that you thought, you know, man, I, I thought by now we would have this figured out. Is there, is there something that, you know, at this point in time, you thought you would be somewhere that you're not or that you're surprised that you got to, to a certain threshold or whatever in your mind faster than you, you, you know, expected or anticipated? Um, I would say, you know, having the number of people on my team, I would have never expected that because yeah. in my agency prior, you know, I had a really hard time recruiting anybody. Mm -hmm. um, so that was definitely a, a nice surprise. But of course, I mean, a lot of agents can relate to this too. You're, we're definitely not where I'd like to be in the, in that time, but it was, uh, you know, instead of going straight from captive to independent, like a lot of people do where you, you still have that steady pipeline and people know you as an agent. I took a break from producing to go into corporate. And I think that kind of, kind of hurt me a little bit in that aspect, but it gave me experience that helped me otherwise you know, with recruiting and things like that. So I had to go and rebuild my relationships again from scratch. Yeah. The, the, uh, the salt so I lost two years of that. So it was definitely quite a, oh, hello. Yeah. The sword this got a little like. dull or, you know, the skills got a little rusty or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question. I'm curious on this. Uh, if you had to tell somebody that's kind of either sitting in an agency or maybe they're a captive, you know, the, and they're just, man, you know, they're, they're you, you know, two years ago or three years ago, and they're just thinking about it or they've, they've really, you know, almost maybe taken some steps to, to go out. What's the one thing that, you know, you think is the most important to know, uh, to, to kind of take that leap or what's the one biggest thing that you need to avoid that either you didn't or, or almost you just narrowly avoided? Like what's that thing to take to finally get out of there? Uh, and and to to make that leap into you know, owning the owning your own agency, um, I would say just making sure that you have your referral contacts so that you can have a, a steady lead flow right away. Um, you know, and don't and don't take a break in between because you know just like with any any sales, if you take a day off, you're losing you know a few days of production. Um, so if you're going to do it, go straight into it and make sure that you have your carrier appointments or you know, whatever you need to do lined up and ready to go to pull the trigger as soon as you cut off ties with your old company. 